This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Mm. Right. <laughs> Hello there. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area, it's THN, cover to cover, for Saturday, July 17th. My name is Matt Baum. And I'm the Internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning around 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and Zoom to rap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course... The question of the week live with our listeners this is a live show so we need you to play along you can jump into our zoom there's a big link in our facebook live chat you can find the link at the top of that stream or you can call us at 402-819-4894 or we have a call now button that you can also click or you can just chat with us in the live chat if you want to do that too it's super fun we'll make fun of you and you'll love it if you can't call them live that is also okay you can play along by leaving a message at that same phone number, 402-819-4894, or sending an MP3 to nerd at gmail.com. Before we open these phone lines, Joey and I, we have some talking points. You can feel free to address them. You can forget about them. They are also listed in our little description for this show. So, Joey, take it away with some nerd news. Uh, so right at the top of the show, we want to tell you that there will be spoilers for the following two items. Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> I made it sound like there were going to be way more. Right. Uh, Black Widow, which came out a week ago uh, on Friday. Uh, we've all had a chance to see it. Most of us have had a chance to see it. Some of us have had a chance to see it. We've all had a chance to see it. Let's, let's Regardless, if you on. haven't seen it, you've been warned. You can watch uh, it in also, your dumb house. Well, you have no excuse. You can see it at your dumb house. I, well, that's what I did. I watched it again last night and it was even better the second time. Uh, the Loki finale was on Wednesday and uh, things happened. Mm. Uh, lots of things. Lots of things happened. We'll get into that. But also some things didn't happen. <laughs> we'll get into that. The new What If trailer dropped and the release date for the show, which we did not know until now, uh, but it's soon. August 11th. Correct. And uh, that's going to come out on Wednesdays like Loki did. Uh, we got some new uh, footage. Can you call it footage? I guess it's still called footage. Yeah, if it's footage. Animated. Of course. And uh, something I did not, I guess I just assumed would not be the case. Uh, as with uh, as with so much animation, uh, that I, I just assumed that they would find sound alikes for everybody. But no, everybody in the What If show, except for like. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is voiced by the actual actor from the MCU. Uh, And that's because he had some sort of ironclad contract thing set up. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's what if will be Chadwick Boseman's final performance as T'Challa crazy, which is strange. It's cool. I mean, it's, it's cool as hell. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we get one more, you know, one more, one more go around with him, but, uh, um, but yeah, uh, the voice cast is friggin' stacked. And of course, uh, Jeffrey Wright, who is the watcher and I love Jeffrey Wright. I do too. He's also the new um commissioner Gordon. And I is love they're right? going old school watcher. Like I, I love it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's Uatu, the big head. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I'm all in. The, uh, I can't wait for this show. Um, you know, sometimes it's easy to to say, oh, it's animated and it doesn't really count, but it counts. It counts. This one sure feels like it's going to, yeah. 
It 100% counts. Yes. And uh, yeah, so I am excited. It's going to, there's going to be a Marvel zombie show. There's going to be Peggy Carter as captain. I mean, she's not captain Britain. That'd be too cool, but she's captain Carter. Uh, what if, what if T'Challa was uh, kidnapped by Yondu instead of Peter Quill? That's why not, fun. Why not make her captain Britain though? I mean, does that mean, I know they, I, are they I doing something ex- with, or they're doing something know, with captain Britain? I wonder if it's an X-Men thing. I, I, it seems Maybe. odd that it would be, but I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't know. I don't know. But they're, they're calling her Captain Carter, not right, Captain right. Britain. Whatever. Uh, yeah, this this should be a ton of fun. I am pumped for it. Uh, we've got a new human target title. We're going to talk about spies today. So this is great. This is excellent news. Human target. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, human target. Uh, of course. So it's cool. Bla- <laughs> it's freaking black label, which speaking of things that feel like they don't count. Black Label. It's a Black Label series from Tom King and Greg Smallwood. Uh, Tom King, you know, is a frequent topic of conversation on the show. Uh, we won't get into that right now. Uh, but Greg Smallwood, who, ha, blah, yeah, holy smokes. Super talented dude. Uh, this, this series will feature the Justice League International, so it looks like it takes place in the 80s. Maybe. And this strikes uh, me as something that Tom King can do and nail. Because you're taking yes. a character like, it's not like they're taking Adam Strange and making a murderer. This is a, like... Look, the human target, he's a spy. He has to kill people now and again. He has to make some questionable decisions to do what he does. Well, yeah, no, I, like, I, yeah. I've Part of the deal. Like, uh, human target is essentially a blank slate. I, yeah. Like, literally, he's a blank slate. Love it. Uh, and so I have no problems with Tom King running wild no. with, with the human target. And I have no problems with uh, Greg Smallwood drawing anything. Greg Smallwood Greg, ends up I on just, My Little Pony. I'm buying it monthly, okay? It's going to be that good. Yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> uh, but this is, a, this is a beefy boy. It's a 12-issue series. It's yeah. a long run. Well, that's, and, what he, that's what he does, though. He's a beefy boy. He makes beefy comics. Yeah, he's a beefy boy. Uh, <laughs> this drops on November 2nd, uh, and DC is calling it Gritty. Oh, pardon me. DC's saying it's D- the DC Universe meets Gritty Detective Noir, which everybody knows is like the best part of the DC Universe. Yeah, the Gritty Detective Noir part. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I have loved the human target, no shade, since the Rick Springfield TV show. In the yeah. 90s. <laughs> and then there was another Human Target TV show that was wonderful. It was so much better. It was great. Uh, the, the Human Target, I, I mean, it was, I mean, it was practically the Human Target in name only, which is fine because well, I mean, it was so good. He still put on the disguises and uh, did some stuff. I mean, they kind of got away. They kind of got away from the whole like yeah. master disguising. But um, it was Mark Valley was Christopher Chance. Everybody uh, wanted him to be Earl. Captain America. They were like, that's your cat. Oh, cap. yeah. You got it. I know. That's him. I mean, he looks like Captain America. He does. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley, uh, riding high on that Watchmen wave, yeah. was uh, was, like was sidekick uh, guy. I can't remember the character. Guerrero, name. I think his name was his, like was that. the guy's name. Yeah, uh, Chi McBride was in it, and I fucking love Chi McBride. It's too, it's too bad there were no people of Latino backgrounds that could have played the Guerrero part. That's you know, what do you do? Well, I mean, I assume it was maybe an <laughs> alias, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. you don't think Jackie Earl Haley is Latino? No, I really don't. Listen to that last name. No, mm. <laughs> Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl sounds I mean, pretty Irish to me. I don't I know. I think he's descended from. <laughs> I do think he's descended from serial killers. <laughs> yeah, with the three name with a three word last name like yeah. that, or assassins, one of the two. Or assassins, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's yeah. talk about Wild Dog. Come on. Okay, uh, so we're all excited for Human Target. Moving on. Wild Dog. Uh, there's a there's a project. Uh, a fucking bleeding cool again with their dumb shit. Uh, Wild Dog is going to appear in a new Suicide Squad series. Uh, I, I believe again it is Black Label. Uh, m- maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't care. It's by Brian Azzarello. 
uh, with art by Alex Maleev. I mean, so at least it'll look pretty, but it's called Suicide Squad Get Joker. And uh, it's going to come out around the time of James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, and it will feature Wild Dog as a member. And this version of Wild Dog is going to boast that he led the January 6th insurrection on the Capitol. I love it. (laughs) Uh, And while doing so, (sighs) defecating on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Yep. I mean, he is Wild Dog. Uh, okay, and here's the thing: like, if the creators don't like it, and they don't, they were pissed, and they said they're very like, pissed. We never had this vision for that character, whatever. They are perfectly allowed to say that. With all that said, I don't really care about Wild Dog, and I think it's kind of a clever take. It would be cool if Brian Azzarello reached out to the creators and said, "Do you mind if I do this?" And and if they say no, go. All right, I'll go with somebody else. Get their permission at least. You know, I suppose. Uh, I mean. But I don't have a place in my heart where I'm like, well, this goes against all the wild dog continuity that I hold in high regard. <laughs> no, no, that's true. That is that's Come on. that is true. And that is fair. But. According to the creators and I like I look, I've never read a wild dog. I've never read an issue of wild dog in my life. I do remember that he appeared in uh, Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Yeah, he was there for a little bit. Uh, but. The only thing I really know about Wild Dog is the version of him that showed up on Arrow, which was not really Wild Dog at all. It no. was just, you know, they called him Wild Dog. He wore a hockey mask. So for those who don't know, he, Wild Dog was like a Punisher type character in the 80s, appeared in some action comics backups and whatnot, wore a hockey mask, wore a hockey jersey, had an Uzi, very uh, Casey Jones-esque, if you will. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the hockey mask invoked Casey Jones, but I don't know Casey who Jones first, didn't gun though. people down. No. I don't know who came first, though. Casey Jones or Wild Dog, to be honest. And it'd be interesting. Casey Jones, I, th- I think I Casey think Jones so. was early on in, in Turtles. Yeah. So I would guess Casey Jones came first and then Wild Dog, which, you know, whatever. But I mean, the only thing that is a brutal bummer about this is he didn't clear it with the creators. I think it's easy to to take to find a character and go, oh, this character. Nobody cares about this character. Somebody always cares about this. character. Sure. And according to the creators, it is not like this uh, motivation, this political leaning is nowhere near uh, their own or what they envisioned for the character. And they are very upset about it. Right. And nobody it wasn't it wasn't just that like Azarello didn't reach out, but nobody at D.C. Yeah. Anywhere up the editorial chain thought, hey, maybe we should give Max Allen Collins a call. That's the thing. It sucks. I don't have a problem with like, look, you want to tell me there's a character that was one of the shitheads that tried to storm the Capitol. Fine. You know, like, great. Especially somebody from the Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, put him in the Suicide Squad and kill him. I don't care. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. great. <laughs> and that's just um, not me saying we should execute everybody that's stormed the Capitol, but they all should be in prison. That's a different story. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not, I'm, okay. I was going to make a joke there, but I don't believe in the death penalty, so I'm going to stop myself. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it sucks. I think it sucks for the creators of Wild Dog. I'm going with Todd Turner. He says Casey Jones was first, so. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's, I think that is accurate. Because Turtles was what, like 82, 82, 84? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, those and Wild, Wild Dog would have been like 85, 86 with those backups. 85, 86, stuff, yeah. Right? Closer, to, closer to Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, while I don't really give a crap about Wild Dog, I do care about creators. Like Tony Isabella, he was mad about how DC was treating Black Lightning. Right. Uh, a few years back, which uh, I think that his case about that was way weaker than these guys. Oh, definitely. But still, you can ask. 
Just be polite. You and can ask. ask. You can ask. If you're not going to pay them, that, it, it's not even that DC is obligated to ask. No, because they own Wild Dog. It's just but a it's polite the right thing. thing. To do. Yeah, like there is. It's the right thing. To do. Another story that we don't have listed here is like this hush money that DC and Marvel have been paying creators to just shut up now that their creations are in big movies and whatnot. Well, I, that's a that's kind of a a very pointed way to put it. I don't think it's literally hush money. I think that's what somebody that's called what, it. That's what they called it in the article. But yeah. that is the kind of thing where they will throw out some money there to be like, hey, look, we're not going to give you a bunch of residuals for whatever you did on this, but here's some money. To just, <laughs> here's a little something to wet your Here's beak. a little something, something. Right. That is way more than making a phone call to the creators of Wild Dog and going, do you care if we do this or not? You know, yeah, like, right. <laughs> it's, it takes no work. Well, and uh, let's just let's just spin into that whole creator conversation real fast. Uh, the uh, DC, according to this article and according to the creators uh, that were interviewed, DC is miles better than Marvel in terms of like making sure a creator gets taken care of uh, for creating things that get used later on. Financially, you mean? Financially, okay. yes. And, uh, you know, but, uh, because, you know, Ed Brew, Ed Brubaker's over here saying I got more for my cameo appearance right in the actual winter soldier movie than I did for creating the winter for soldier. turning Bucky into the winter soldier. Right. And, uh, that's cuckoo crazy. That's, that's uh, insane. I, I bet the same was true for, uh, it was Jim Starlin that called it hush money yeah. because he said, uh, he got jack shit for Thanos. Yeah, for the Thanos treatment. I mean, and, and they turned him into the biggest villain uh, in the MCU. And he pitched a fit, and finally they sent him some bucks. And he quote left happy. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a discussion um, there. There's definitely a discussion yeah. there as to like, look, did these people were they working under contracts at the time where everything they did was owned by the big two and that was their job and they got paid and there you go. Yes. That, that is absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Does that, like these like DC, uh, it, it came out in, um, I think it was Starlin that said DC doesn't have to pay us. Right. When this happens. Right. They don't, but they do, but because Paul do. Levitt's cared about taking care of us. Yes. And so it's not, I don't think it's a bad idea for Marvel at all to say, look, why don't we, Get the lawyers together and come together with some number that we can agree on that makes you feel good about this and makes us feel good about this and we all look good. And is it going to be residuals every time someone says the word Thanos? No, but here's a check. Right. There you go, man. Right. Yeah. That's not and, hard. And, now, and that's not, that's okay. also not saying, well, we need to retroactively go back in time and, and pay the Kirby estate for this and pay them for that. There's a whole different discussion there. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different and, thing. And, like, should contracts now certainly include clauses for, cinematic adaptation yes i'm finding it hard to believe that they don't at this point did they in the 80s and the 70s no no definitely not. nobody would have ever guessed now paul levitz credited it as being the guy for a long time invested in making sure that creators got paid for their creations fairly right the article also mentioned a creator uh who create who cool created an a-list character at dc and then uh, edged his co-creator out so that now he is the he is listed as the sole creator every time that character appears in anything. Who is it? Paul Levitz. Oh. <laughs> and the character is Huntress. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Uh, and uh, there now, you go. <laughs> uh, now we will see like our, our hardworking journalists at Bleeding Cool are doing all this work for us. 
and uh, I will be curious to see how that uh, story plays out because yeah. Rich Johnston said that he did get a statement from Paul Levitz and he's waiting to hear back from um, Bob Layton, who I did not know was the co-creator of. Huntress. I didn't know that. Yeah, I never yeah. heard that. And so, yeah, that's going to be Bob interesting Layton. to see how that shakes out. But anyway, yeah, it's a it's an interesting discussion. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it with you guys. But before we do that, let's get to the question of the week and then we can talk to these nerds. Huh? It's it's spy themed. It comes from me. Question of the week. It's real simple. It goes like this. We want to hear about your favorite spies, spy agencies, spy stories in comics. Black Widow just had a movie. The human targets coming back. Let's talk spies. Let's get into it right now with our friend Brian Domingos. Good morning, Brian. Hey now, what's going on, guys? We got a rare uh, view of Brian Domingos this morning because I didn't have his camera turned off. He's sitting in the car. He looks great. Um, I did see the end of Loki. Um, we want to talk about that. Let's get into it. Yeah, I, get, I have a pacing problem with the show. I, I know you they, do. They spent a lot of a lot of time uh, doing not a lot. Um, so, but um, I don't know. I I don't love how all three of these shows have been like. This is all set up for something that's coming. Like I'd like something kind of self-contained, but um, that's not how they do things. So yeah, I understand. They're but building. It's also like they're all building. Everything. Everything is like this is continued from something else and to be continued. It feels like an endless event in, in certain ways. And, um, I don't know, but, um, not King was interesting. Um, not only was it interesting, it's exactly what Matt bomb called. So everybody said, Matt, you're an idiot. You know what you're talking about? No way they're going to do that. Then they did it. <laughs> so, they didn't do Kang, but he's not. Did you say it was? I didn't Kang say Kang. Or Kang. I said they, Matt said he was a Matt said, said we would see Immortus, Immortus, and the character we saw essentially is Immortus. Yes, it was Immortus. Immortus. I don't know. They is didn't call still, him Immortus, but he's Immortus. But he's not Kang. He is he who is at the end. He is the guy that Kang has he, been trying to kill. Remains. Yeah. He yeah, but that guy's is a lot Immortus. Than Immortus. He even had right? Isn't Immortus like the biggest true. shithead of all? Well, of yeah. Them? He I mean, is, yes, Immortus is but a he tremendous. He even shithead. had like the little amulet on his chest, and then like in the end, when we see like the statue turn into Kang, it's wearing the big collar thing. You know, like it's right there, man. That's Immortus, and Immortus is scared of Kang and wants to take uh, him out. I mean, all right, just, just listen, calm down. You get partial credit, okay? Because <laughs> no way, Brian is right. They didn't call, call him, him Immortus. <laughs> And what the, and this character's uh, inclusion in the show does not preclude the appearance of um, actual immortals, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. actual immortals. Yes, because he said there would be an infinite number of versions of him. Well, that's what he said. There is. He's like, go ahead, kill me. I'll end up right back here. He even says reincarnation, baby. I'll end up right back here. Yeah, but well, <laughs> now he said it would be Kang. It would be something way, way worse. Yeah. Yes. One of his variants and whatnot. Okay. And I get you that all this is set up for other stuff and building to other things, but I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it at all because we're going to get season two of this. We're going to get more of it. My, now, I had, a, I had a bigger complaint when the episode ended before the credits rolled and like nothing was resolved. I was like, oh my God, they didn't really just make this entire show just to spin off into Doctor Strange. They didn't. Or, or Ant-Man. And then the mid-credits, the scene happened and they said that they were coming back for season two. Yeah. Which, as a, as a season-ending cliffhanger, I was fine with it. Yeah, totally. I just, I, I, I found like it was like, real, like if this was a comic arc, it would be the most decompressed thing that's like ever happened. Like it's really slow. I don't know. I just, it felt like it was six and they probably could have done, they needed more but they'd already stretched it out to six. Like it probably, like there wasn't six episodes worth of material for. I don't know. Man. Like that, I thought the performance I was such that I thought the performance was so good 
not just, I mean, and not just uh, the guy that plays Immortus Kang, whatever, but uh, I mean, Loki, his performance was wonderful. Adam Wednesday said something interesting in the chat. He said, first of all, he said that they already confirmed that it's not Immortus. Mm. that that character wasn't Immortus. So I asked him to explain, so we'll see. Uh, He also says that he saw a rumor that Loki was supposed to be 12 episodes, but because of COVID interruptions, they broke it into two seasons, which seems seems plausible, especially considering the um, Ant-Man movie, which is Kang's big debut, doesn't happen for another two years. Right. That could be. I don't know. We'll see. The not to abruptly change, but I know I'm using it. Please time. do. Please. We've got to um, keep moving. Yeah. The, uh, we've got like 11 black label announcements for October, which is exciting. Um, a pretty big range of, of titles. And that Human Target one, as much as I find the Tom King stuff sort of tiresome and exhausting, um, Greg Smallwood is so unbelievably talented that I yeah. will be buying every issue. So, yeah. yes, absolutely. And I think this is perfect for Tom King. I, I think it's perfect for him because it's black level one. It's the human target. Like Joe said, completely blank slate and we can do whatever you need to with him. I'm still reading strange adventures. I haven't finished it yet. And I'm like on issue nine right now. And I've really liked a lot of it, but now I've got into a point where it's like, I'm not upset what the character has done or anything. I just don't know what the hell is going on. In that well, book. <laughs> so I, I'm caught up <laughs> no as well, clue. and I was kind of—I was feeling a little bit like it. Just—it feels like tedious, you know. It's like oh, I got to get through this, and what is going on? And and the the most recent issue, it starts to kind of come together, um, where he, you know, he has supposedly done this heinous thing, and like everyone is kind of figuring it out. But right. um, I recently got the Mark Wade, the deluxe Mark Wade JLA hardcover that has. Tower of Babel, but also his earlier JLA issues, like the two part, the two part um, yeah. Adam Strange thing is yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't I hadn't read those in probably 10, 15 years. And in that story, he's the bad guy until you find out that he is fake. Yeah. To help. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, is this the same story? Like, I don't. It could be. Interesting. It could be where it's all a manipulation where he's tricking everybody and he's. You know, it, it it just it put when I put those side by side, the story from I think it was from like 1997 to yeah. like this new story, and they seem very similar. I like so, that idea, and I like the idea that if that is the case, maybe we're we're giving King too much credit. But if that is the case, he's playing on the whole idea of look, I have to be a different person when I go here, and the media is going to view that differently, and the people that live there are going to view it differently there, and the people on yeah. Earth are going to view it differently here, and everyone's going to have a narrative, and those narratives are going to get really confusing i mean you know? it seems like a lot of work to do something that mark wade did in two issues <laughs> well that was and that's exactly what i was thinking i was like oh because i remembered it and then it's like oh that's why he's do-. like i remembered the like kind of like the double cross on the the aliens in the jla story yeah but i the you know the the plot points i didn't remember all of them but um yeah it, having them side by side i think i read the the strange adventures issue like the day before and i said oh this is familiar um this 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 seems like these could be, you know, the yeah. same story. So yeah. we'll see how that turns yeah. out. Or at least um, uh, spiritually but, anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> right. It's, 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 you know, I guess there's only one Adam Strange story. It's where he, you know, I guess that's what we're going to come down to. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, um, I, I love the spy thing and I wish, I hope that they do a complete Peter Milligan collection of all of his um, human yeah. target stories because they've yet to do that. They're like it so good. They started to mm-hmm. and then they they bailed on the final like 10 issues. So that still hasn't been collected. Yeah, and that those run are drawn was awesome. by Cliff Chang, which is yep. like 
put the and he's got that Catwoman book coming too, which looks great. So totally, um, totally. I'm I'm glad he's drawing books that I want to read. Um, and my answer of the week is um, I love uh, Casanova Quinn. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, oh, Casanova. Yeah, oh, I forgot about I forget about Casanova oh, sometimes. We, Casanova. There, we there's like eight issues that have not been collected in one of those beautiful deluxe hardcovers, and they should get on that because um, anything you know written by Fraction, drawn by those two wonderful brothers is amazing that was and also like i don't know if it won eisner's but it's definitely eisner like nominated why the hell is this not all reprinted that's crazy it's just yeah, stupid I, I there's been so much like weird fraction like disappearing from comics yeah. so who knows you yeah. know he's been like i don't know what his situation is right now but he i think he steps you know, out he to make some hollywood movie i think he steps out to make hollywood money here and there which good for you i think he does but i think it's that like he's get it's that thing where you get paid and you never actually produce anything yeah yes like exactly. to the screen yeah like no, he's writing like scripts I've, and getting he's writing you know, treatments I, yeah probably. no I've, yeah. I've i've heard i've seen people talk about uh kelly sue and, and matt fraction like they made this big stink about how they were starting this production company. Yeah. Yeah. Like five years ago. And they've just and been right. Literally nothing has come just right in treatment. Literally That's nothing. All. Just treatment after treatment after treatment. Right. Know? And it's like, you know what? Say what you want about Mark Miller. At least the guy keeps getting thing. Like, yeah, they keep making his shit into things. Yeah. In maybe if movies they, and shows, maybe if so. they were bigger shitheads, they could get it done too. Brian, we, we got to keep moving here, but it's good to talk to you, man. Try, try not giving a shit about other people. Yeah. Try that on for that, that helps right. a lot. It that helps a, a lot. Hollywood life lesson. You would love Scientology. <laughs> Bye, Brian. <laughs> if they were Scientologists, they'd be famous, you know? Uh, all right, real quick. Let's just circle back around to Loki uh, because we've got some responses. Uh, Adam Wednesday, uh, when I asked him to explain, uh, he said that he saw an interview with the director or somebody involved, the showrunner, somebody involved with the show where they, he said that it was not a mortis. Um, Patrick Gautier. Oh, Kate Heron. Here we go. Kate Heron, who was, uh, I don't remember if she was the showrunner, but she definitely wrote a bunch of episodes. Who's the director? Uh, she was the director. Okay, that's, thank you, JD. That's JD, who uh, I've unmuted, by the way. <laughs> Kang, Kang is the variant, but he's also not technically Immortus. It's a bit like Sylvie. She's a unique character in relation to our story. He Who Remains is in the comics, but the version in our show was very different. He's closer to Immortus, but he's a unique character for our story. But Kang is a variant of that character. So... I'm saying they ended those two characters. The, yeah. the idea I mean, it's is like, there. It's like all thing. It's like all things in the MCU, right? Yeah. It's like, it's Immortus. It, come on. Just, the, it's Immortus. The idea is Immortus. there. He's wearing the amulet. He's the last one. He wants right. to kill he's his other self. He's got the flowing greeny, that greenish is purple Immortus. Yeah. Come on. Um, he looks fly, dude. He did look fly. Yeah. Patrick Gautier, uh, Patrick Gautier said that they rejigged the scripts during the pandemic break. The first ending uh, apparently did not have Kang uh slash immortus slash he who remains uh so that totally makes sense to me like yeah. they had planned it, the season to be longer maybe it was 10 maybe it was 12 maybe you know we don't know um but they decided to split it into two and so they tacked on an ending sure a cliffhanger which is you know now we wait another year and we get another loki <laughs> and then right out and then after that six months later you have ant-man ant-man yeah right yeah. boom makes sense which is fine with me JD, I, like, I think that's fine how are you today and what do you want to wrap about buddy I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I want to talk about Black Widow. Yeah, let's get into it. I want to talk about Black Widow by Kelly Thompson. Oh, okay. okay. Excellent. It's it's lovely. It's a wonderful yeah. book. I, I'm kind of I'm I'm on the fence. I, part of me is like with Brian, I don't want to pay 30 bucks to see this movie because I'm having a hard time caring. 
And part of that is I know it's not going to be this run by Kelly Thompson, which in my opinion was tailor made to be the best black widow movie ever. I, okay. I don't disagree with that. All right. I don't want to get into spoilers because you hasn't seen it. Uh, so I paid the $30 yeah. for the Disney premiere access because I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just not ready. I'm not ready to go back to a theater. Yeah, I just, I'm yeah. not feeling it, sure. especially now with the, with the, 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 the variants and like, I, we don't need to get into it, but right. I just, I, I didn't feel like I was comfortable doing it. I paid the money. I watched the movie twice. I watched it again last night yeah. so that I would be refreshed. And I was like, yeah, it's worth it. I've it, seen it twice. If I'd gone to the movies twice, it would have been way more than 30 bucks. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, and, that's not my point. My, it's my, an excellent movie. <laughs> I don't think that's his yeah. point, though. I think the point but, is, but to J, to, to, but to JD's point, which is what I was trying to get to. Sorry about that, JD. Um, right. Is that um, it is a logical extension of the version of Black Widow that we had in the MCU? Yes. Okay. Well, and so I am not sure. Like I, I was, I was like in such a, a Black Widow like um, hype mode last night after yeah. I finished that I started to read the Mark Wade Chris Somney, oh, yeah. uh, uh, which I had only read the first issue of for the show and then immediately got behind and never went back. It's yeah. amazing. It's outstanding. Um, but that is not the MCU Natasha, you know? No. Also, you have to keep in mind that whenever these characters have gotten their first solo movie, what do we have to do? We have to give them an origin. We have to give them an origin from the very beginning. Well, but we kind of already knew, like they've touched on her origin in event in age of Ultron sure. and, and things like but that. But we never, we never saw it. And now we have, and it, and it was way weirder than we thought it was too. Like they touched on some things. We knew about the red room and stuff. We didn't know what was going on with that. Sure. We didn't know there was a sister. We didn't know there was a family. We didn't know like all kinds I, of again, stuff. You don't be, don't be spoiling anything for the guy. Oh yeah. Cause but, that's not in the trailer. All right. <laughs> Come on. That's fine. Well, uh, the thing is, my, my thing is, is that I just think that this Kelly Thompson run with Lana Casagrande it's on excellent. art was so good. It's and I just, I, I, in my mind's eye, I could just imagine opening the MCU credits and opening the movie and seeing ScarJo on our way to work in San Francisco, you know, and going to the job site and everything's fine. Then going home and having her family and having the entire audience go, what the actual fuck. Right. And then just having it play out from there. And it just like, that would work so well on screen. It was such a cinematic story. And Kelly Thompson does such a great job of injecting believable plausible life into her characters yeah. and their dialogue yeah. that it just felt like mcu adjacent her book is excellent know, and, and it and is and you're characters right characters in the story outside of i think some of the villains arcade and viper yeah. and all of that are in the movie and in the and and also in the the mcu you know you have yelena you have red guardian you have yeah. winter soldier you have hawkeye you have uh, you know, all of those taskmaster, you know, mm. so she, she's doing a very good yeah, just, job to give work. those touch I'm points. Also on a Kelly Thompson tear. So, Oh yeah. She's doing you, a great hey, job. JD, it's not fair of you to call it a, a tear because you've been on a Kelly Thompson tear for like the last five years. <laughs> That's true. I, so, I, I was ahead of the curve. The, the newest <laughs> series though, that she is doing, she's been very good in giving you touch points. So if you saw the movie and you were like, yeah. I want to read a black widow book, you could pick yes. up that book. And you could say, okay, I recognize this. I recognize that. Yeah. And for nerds like us, 
who know who read the comics and know the story, we will get the other touch points from the Marvel universe, like arcade popping up and stuff like that. And yes, that's fun. Right. You know, and, like, and you know, I feel the same way. Like I've, I only made it, I've only, I'm only four issues into the Wade Somni so far. Uh, it reads very fast. It's uh, the dialogue is very sparse, which is interesting. Um, yep. But I like it. I like it because it makes sense to me for that character. Um, as much as I love it, uh, and as much as I enjoy the movie, Black Widow the movie is not really a spy movie. It's no. an action movie. It's a superhero. Right. Like she's not like there's not really any espionage. It's a you know I've got it's this it's the same old story. You know I I mean and I'm downplaying it, but mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, but it's you know it's like I've got red in my ledger. I've got to make up for my past misdeeds. Mm-hmm. I've found out this thing that I thought wasn't a thing anymore. Now I've got to go take care of it. And so it's an action movie where she revisits her past and gets closure for her past. And then it sets her up for her exit from the MCU in infinity or uh, in Endgame. And um, it, it is the unexpected origin of something from Avengers infinity war that we didn't know we needed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is super fun. They were- uh, it, it's very low stakes. Don't, don't get too excited about it, but it's very funny. Um, but uh it's not an it's not a spy movie these are spy comics like these are like legit espionage comics this black widow movie or this black widow uh wade somni series opens with natasha breaking out of the shield helicarrier having stolen something and then jumping off of it the helicarrier yeah yeah and like it's like this is like a this is a it's a plus spy shit and then it goes back and it's like and now we know why natasha is on the run from a shield. Right. Why she broke into the helicarrier. Right. And it's like, ah, it, it is, it is like classic James Bond, Skyfall. Yeah. yeah. Secret origin type stuff. And, and super the clever. Black Widow movie is just a really fun actor. There, there was a lot of what people the- that were upset saying like, well, it's too late. We're already past it. We know she's dead. And what's the yeah. point? They were so clever in how they fit it into the timeline that it is in while still making it fresh, still, you know, hitting you with stuff that you didn't know giving you things about the character that like are brand new other things we did know that make sense now. And it was just so well done. It's well, an excellent and beyond movie. that floor. Like it's, it's very easy to write it off as being, um, uh, to assume that it is, uh, just make marking time till the next movie. Right. Like right. It, it doesn't really, doesn't really matter. She's like you said, she's already dead, but the things they set up, mm-hmm. Uh, surrounding Black Widow. Yes. Especially Yelena. Yeah. Uh, like by the end of that movie, I was like, I need to see she's, Yelena Belova she's in wonderful. the next thing right now. Oh, yeah. She's yeah, right wonderful. now. She's excellent in this Kelly Thompson run. One of the things I wanted to say about comics Black Widow, especially recently since Taskmaster and this run, is I love how they've positioned Natasha as the MCU's boogeyman. Yeah. 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 She's going to kill you. You're done. That's it. Like over. I mean, Viper's Viper's uh, excuse for the the way they handle her in the beginning is like, no, you can't kill her. You just have to stop her. Right. You go to juggernaut. She's she's like she's like the the 110 pound, you know, sexy redheaded juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Stop the juggernaut. You can yeah. only slow him down. Right. <laughs> and one other thing I will say about this Kelly Thompson run is it's the best Clinton Burton since uh, Fraction. 
And oh, cool. Definitely. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to move right on to that when I'm, uh, when I'm done with the, the Wade one, because I, again, it's a, it's a thing that I read the first issue of and then never yeah. finished. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like see black widow, JD. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to like, I, it's I'm not excellent. saying, you know, it's excellent. spring, spring the 30 bucks for it, but you heard it here first. It's a phenomenal that. movie. And then I was, just, I just thought it'd be interesting to just pause it that, you know, However good this is, I don't think it's going to stand up to the Kelly Thompson run. Yeah, and that's totally fair. Awesome. Uh, I, I, but I am like, for a for a character who I was kind of lukewarm on in terms of the MCU. Yeah, uh, and I I mean, too little, too late. She's dead. But I am excited for the concept of a Black Widow in the Marvel universe in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after this movie. Definitely. Like I want like Definitely. I like. Whether that's Yelena or something else, um, I don't know. But I, I'm just, I, I, I left, I got out of this movie or I finished watching this movie and I was just like, yes, Black Widow is rad. Yeah, give me like, more. The concept is rad. The origin is rad. Everything about Black, Black Widow is rad. Now, in the comics, isn't that Wade Samuel run? Isn't that the one that introduces the fact that basically the Red Room has the Krakoa resurrection protocol type thing? Um, I don't. Think, I feel like that was earlier. Yeah, I don't there, think that was because there were a bunch of minis. Uh, was that the or was that the tales of tales of tales to suspense with uh, Hawkeye Winter Soldier? Because well, there was also like a Nathan Edmondson Black Widow yeah. that I think came before that. I don't. I'd have to, we'd have to dig into that. But I think it was, was that. But, it wasn't the one where they but, first like, introduced. They, I remember Yelena, that they definitely it? introduced the idea that essentially uh, the Black Widow uh, Natasha for sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> has the infinity formula more yeah. or less like she's got nick right. fury's infinity formula and that's why she's old that's why how that's how she got came back from secret empire steve breaking her neck oh uh, was the red room basically implanted her memory no i think she was a body. oh i thought she was a clone uh a clone or a scroll maybe he's been a clone like since secret empire Yes, I think that I think that the I okay. Um, this might be a gap in my reading because I think the last time I read, like when they did the, uh, there was the, um, was it Tales to Astonish? It was the it was the the Hawkeye Winter Soldier. Yeah, the Hawkeye. I think it was Tales yeah. to Astonish or yeah, something like that. Um, they, when where she yeah. came back, like she was definitely a clone in that. Yeah, yes. and then they said they basically explained that she died. The Red Room put her memories into another body, into a new body. And that they have an inexhaustible sure. supply of widow bodies, and that's oh, okay. That's well, there do. you go. Uh, there you go. Then uh, I mean, you know, they the, the X Men did that shit all the time. They did it with Professor Xavier at least twice, and that was before. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sure. Um, it's like, yeah. Wait a minute. He's walking. Why is he walking? Oh, it's because the Shi'ar cloned him. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, they but, didn't uh, think you would notice. Like, wait. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, oh, 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 dang! Wouldn't you Are know you it? He got crippled like, again. Oh, we forgot dang. he was in yeah, a wheelchair. Least, you guys. But we at least do now. Better. <laughs> but at least now his wheelchair flies. Right. You ever guys. Since, ever since late '90s, Magneto, we call it the Joseph Protocol. <laughs> the Joe, yeah, the Joseph totally. Protocol, right? Totally. Um. So yeah. Anyway, like, long story short, I'm all. I'm like. I'm on the Black Widow hype train right now. Not just the movies, yeah. but the comics and yeah. the character in general. You She's great. See it. She's you gotta see the it. absolute best. And it was it's worth the wait. And I'm not buying this too little, too late bullshit. I'm also no, not right. I'm no. also not buying that like 
this it's not enough and it doesn't make up for her over sexualization and stuff because I don't feel like she was ever like over sexualized in these Marvel movies. She um, wasn't hanging I, don't out think, of- I don't think the criticism was that she was over sexualized. I think the criticism, at least as far as Joss Whedon was concerned, was he tacked on this whole thing about how oh, um, oh, yeah. the, the forced sterilization. Yeah, made oh. her a monster because you're right. And so, like, like here's not here's Natasha, this hardened, this hardened spy who's like secretly pining to have a baby, and it's just like, okay, right. come on, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Like, you want to you want to say like the forced sterilization of the red room is terrible? Yes, it's terrible. Of course, it's terrible. Yeah, and they address it in the movie in like the absolute most hilarious way I possibly could have imagined, <laughs> which sounds weird. Considering what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a scene with Yelena and Natasha and the Red Guardian uh, where they talk about the sterilization and it is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is really good. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think that was the criticism was like, now Joss Whedon didn't need to tack on this bit where her identity or her, her, her view of her own value was tied up in her ability to bear children, which is bullshit. Yeah. Fair um, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. It's it's great. Black Widow's great. Kelly Thompson's great. Mark Wade and Chris Samney are great. It's it's all great. Joe Patrick thinks it's, it's great. great. You know what else you is great? You're first. JD, Everything's great, guys. You're great. But we got to keep moving on here, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Okay. Talk to you later, guys. Bye, Janie. John freaking Bunger. Get in here. Talk to us, Johnny. How are you, baby? What's up? How's it going, fellas? What's hip hop happening, brother? It is good to hear you guys' voices. Yeah, yeah. See your faces. What yeah, we- sorry we were MIA for a couple episodes. Yeah, we had a, uh, you know. we had a storm, knocked everything I down. Call, I refer- we built I it back it up. Hurricane, Hurricane Zemnu. Yeah, it was uh, horrible. All right, well, Widow, Loki. Um, yeah, yeah. So Widow, I loved it too. It was great. That was actually the, yeah. the first movie I went to since everything. Do you think Marvel What's made the that? right decision to wait this long so Black Widow could be a lot of people's first movie when the theaters open up? Do you think it was a good decision? Well, I think that's one of the good things about it taking place, you know, before, like previously in the universe is that they could wait as long yeah. as they needed. Yeah, right. Definitely. And it, so, yeah, I, I, I think, think it, it made the, I think it made the most sense for it to be Black Widow because it wasn't tied to anything specifically happening in the current day MCU. And I think the same thing yeah, with Loki. Absolutely. If they broke Loki up the way they did, there isn't a better way to do this and give us content in the meantime that I can possibly think of than what they did with like Loki, break it up, Black Widow. And like both of these things are removed in time. Loki is happening outside yeah. of time. So it could be anywhere, anytime. Doesn't matter. Black Widow is the past. But again, sets up a bunch of fresh stuff for the character. I think they handled it brilliantly like truly what a great movie and you know the movie itself i think it was great it was much more of an action film yeah than a spy film although it did still feel kind of spy-y just wasn't a lot of espionage right but just like the whole secret organization and all that it still had those kind of elements of a spy story yeah exactly um and it had a really good theme of family speaking of you went and saw yes (laughs) uh, fast Furious nine but they, their whole thing with that, it's not, you know, some movies, it's like the family you, uh, like Fast Furious, it's the family you choose. or right, right, yeah, right. But this is the family you are forced to be with. And yeah. 
and uh, but making the best of it, or maybe that's all you know. I mean, it was kind of interesting that theme of it. But I mean, the action was great. It was a great summer blockbuster. It had the whole, you know, the requisite explosions don't tear you to pieces; they throw you. Sure. You yeah. Know. Right across the room. Right. Right. There's a good thing right. there's You're no like, shrapnel. Mm-hmm. No shrapnel at all. I mean, <laughs> the like the black the black widows for all of their training, they are not super soldiers. No. No. They're just and they're so, just badass. Like, I'm sorry if 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 something explodes if you if you fall off of a building. And on the way down from your fall from the top of a building, you hit a fire escape, an air duct, Come on. a dumpster, yeah, but and then the ground, they taught you are you, dead. They taught you how to yeah. do that, though. I would be uh-huh, dead. Right. You would be dead. Black Widow, she bounces off stuff right. all day. And she, and like, yeah, and she, gri- <laughs> and she grimaced and was like, Ugh, and then she oh, shook it off right. and was yeah. like, and, yeah, uh, nope. But like, look, it's cool. I love it. Uh, that yeah, scene, you just that, accept that as being part of the of summer course, blockbuster. Right. Action, no, you know? yeah, totally, one hundred percent, totally. If you can't, you you know, what are you watching? Summer blockbuster action? That's like, right. Look, right. James James right. James Bond. James Bond gets his balls destroyed in that one James Bond movie. He totally was fine. <laughs> five five minutes later, he was all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but, uh, but like that that final that final action scene where they are falling from the crumbling red room. That was cool. And then uh, all the all the scenes that happened in the red, like in that base, were awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, the action was great. Just like some of the concepts they went with. Uh, the only thing about the movie I did not like, and I'm sure you know what it is, Joe. Is it the Taskmaster? Is, is the Taskmaster? Now let me get let me preface that with the way Taskmaster Taskmaster was portrayed in the early parts of the movie. Just the way they the action the 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 way they did the the way they moved the combat the, scenes, stuff. the way the scenes were yeah, built the, the, the way the, they the, put together was fantastic yeah the way, the way they realized Taskmaster's yeah. abilities was stunning yeah. thank you for using good words um, hey. for me <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, I just yeah I, I don't I guess we I, I won't go full spoiler because it sounds like we got some people that will watch it eventually but I did not like uh, it. it's all right I, I think that, it. I think the I think the last two people waiting to talk have seen it or at least Harvey well, has seen it I well, don't give a shit here's if the Jim, thing Jim we can seen it or not but we can talk about it without spoiling <laughs> it Jim is my arch nemesis we, apparently we can talk about it without spoiling it in the sense that it's like yes they very much changed the Taskmaster now I would argue um, very much so that fun- the all right. fundamental I would argue the okay. Marvel Taskmaster character. And I love the character there. He's great. He's, he's ridiculous. He's fun, but he's stupid. He's essentially stupid. And there is not a lot of history there. And who cares? The reason that, (laughs) right. Yeah. So, um, I I won't, there's a, there's a, there's a twist regarding the identity of the taskmaster. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, Jim. I'm only fun in you. Um, there's a, there's a twist featuring the identity of the taskmaster. I will not spoil, but I will spoil this. Uh, the reason the Taskmaster is so formidable in the comics is because he's a mutant. He's right. got superpowers, mm. guys. Yeah. And uh, he's able to fight Captain America because his mutant body is like, okay, now I'm Captain America. Yeah. That's how it works. Right. This has more of a... Essentially, he's a robot. It's like a tech robot. thing. Yeah, he's an automaton. Like, yeah. Taskmaster in this movie is basically an automaton that they feed programming into. And I understand why it they worked. made that decision it for the story absolutely it works. totally works it, it works in the story. context um it's not my favorite thing um, i just don't like that we're not going to get the weird quippy you know sure. taskmaster ever 
but that's no, okay. I, I mean, you know, see, we, we will see. Like, I mean, the weird quippy, yeah, maybe not, but they do open yeah. the door for Taskmaster to come back. They well, made the character sympathetic, and they have never, there's never been anything in the Marvel Universe where I was like, oh, I kind of feel bad for the Taskmaster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no. Exactly. you just got his ass kicked like, get out of here. So I will tell you that I was very, very happy with uh, Florence, Florence Pugh. Is that how you say her last name? Yeah, week? Florence Pugh. Her, yes. Oh, gosh, she was great. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Wonderful. Phenomenal job. She was, spoiler, she doesn't die by the end. And okay, like so built sorry. like a brick shit house too. Like <laughs> yeah. Florence Pugh looks like if she shows up, she's going to kick your fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was She was just great in the movie. She was and, great. Yeah, I, I think there it's okay. There was great like, chemistry with her and ScarJo and her and David Harbour and her yes. and... David Harbour. Um, David Harbour's performance as Guardian was it's just like I was not looking forward gold. to his performance. I thought it was going to be cheesy, but he did such a good job. Pure gold. It, it, it was cheesy in the best way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Florence Pugh, um, Marvel, Marvel came out and spoiled the fact that that she was going to be in Hawkeye, right. the Hawkeye show. Yeah. Um, and uh, part of that, like Black Widow, is obviously over a year delayed, and I think that they were just like they just knew. There's set photos out there. There's going to be like gonna some get paparazzi is going to get a shot of Florence yeah. Pugh on the set of Hawkeye. And they were like, let's just announce it. Yeah. And that's, and that's fine. So it's not really a spoiler that she survives. Um, but yeah. uh, David Harbour as the Red Guardian. Oh my God. There is a, <laughs> uh, he's so good. First of all, um, uh, there, his prison scene. John, I'm going to mute you while we talk about this because we're going to move on to Harvey because he wants to talk to us. Okay, too. well, let me, let me uh, drop a couple things for you then real quick. Yeah, hit us. Yeah, uh, first of all, the only thing about Loki, um, so I guess it makes sense they're coming back because they never, I can't remember her character's name, but I remember her name, strangely enough, Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Uh, she was uh, like the, yeah, Ravana. the Ravana. Director, of, yeah. director of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, like she goes off to do her thing and it's not wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Todd, uh, uh, Todd then, Turner in the chat uh, corrected me. In the show, they call her character Renslayer, uh, but in in the perfect. comics, her name is like Ravana. Yeah, uh, okay. she's the Terminatrix. You know, she's like King's ex-wife. Yeah, um, but none okay. of that gets none of that set up in the in the show. But yeah, Renslayer was. We're going to see that. Okay, we're absolutely. Uh, and lastly, that. my answer for the question of the week is uh, you know the Brubaker cap is good. Brubaker sleeper. Brubaker velvet. Uh, oh, sleeper. Uh, God, so good. Sleeper. But, you know, sleeper. Ah, sleeper is so good. My, my answer is the, the, the issue of G.I. Joe. It's like 36 or something where sna- fully silent snake eyes infiltrates. I can't. Oh, 30. It's like maybe I got it's such a classic, awesome, beautiful issue. And I had it as a kid and it's probably, you know, who knows where it is these days. I don't have it anymore. Oh, dudes. G.I. Joe 21. My favorite. G.I. Joe 21 from 1984. Yeah. 21 there. There you go. Um, Silent interlude. That's great. Yeah. It was an amazing issue. So good. John. All right, guys. Thank you. Good to talk to you, man. Blab. Absolutely. Thanks, John. You were talking about Red Guardian, Joe. I'm going to unmute Red Guardian. Yes. Uh, So, Red Guardian, um, the prison scene, I knew, I thought of you immediately, and I was like, I hope Matt caught that. he there's a guy who that he he's arm wrestling a guy yeah he calls him ursa yeah and then he refers to him as big bear yeah and then he demolishes his arm, was ursa he like major. Turns his arm yeah. into jello. that guy was ursa major and now that actor that actor is like totally capitalizing on this yeah. and he's like i'm the first mutant in the mcu it's like <laughs> shut up yeah like shut up dude shut up you are not <laughs> uh i mean that's hilarious harvey and, can you hear us good on you 
Yeah. Um, but uh, the other thing was uh, there, uh, there is a blink and you'll miss it joke uh, later on in the movie where they are at um, uh, Rachel Vice's uh, farm and David Harbour goes into the room to talk to Yelena, who is upset. And she calls him the Crimson Dynamo. Yeah, just to piss him off. And he's like, stop it. Which made me laugh. And then, oh, and also he's got Carl yeah. and Marks tattooed on his <laughs> Harvey, what did you want to rap about, man? You wanted to talk Black Widow as well. Well, since we're at the end of the show, can we go ahead and spoil the I end think, credits? I think we can, yeah. I think, oh, yeah, end yeah. credits, absolutely. Let's yeah. talk about it. Okay, so first of all, this movie, I think again reiterates that the events that happen in Endgame are bull motherfucking shit. How yeah, so? it should have been Hawkeye. Yeah. It should have yeah. been, been Hawkeye. Yeah. Now that said, yeah. If it if it had been Hawkeye instead of Natasha and that meant we don't get more Yelena, I don't know if that's a fair trade. <laughs> well, true, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. They yeah. definitely have I, they're gonna have a challenge to make us care about Hawkeye because right now if there's one Avenger that nobody gives a crap about it's Hawkeye. <laughs> like, yeah. like, if there is if there is one opinion about an MCU character that I think is probably universal, it's that the Jeremy Renner Hawkeye one hundred percent is not the Matt Fraction Hawkeye. Oh, absolutely. And uh, they're gonna have to work some wizardry to give that guy even a tenth of the charm yeah. of the Clint Barton in that series. Yeah, he needs to silly up uh, a little bit because right now he's a little too sexy. He's too Jeremy Renner is what he he's is. He's not even sexy. He's, Jeremy Renner's not sexy. He's gross. I, he, Jeremy Renner really sure hope, thinks he is. <laughs> I, I really hope I really hope Yelena kills him. And I hope you know what? I'd be totally fine with that. I would be totally fine if the Hawkeye series was all about Yelena and Kate getting into wild adventures. (laughs) I don't think they're going to. Oh, and pizza dog and pizza dog. And pizza. No, I think, I think what's going to happen is Yolanda is, Yolanda is going to go and kill him. Let's call her Yolanda. I like how you called her Yolanda (laughs) for a second. We call her that Yolanda for the rest of the show. She, uh, she goes and kills him. Right. And then, and then the little girl takes over, whatever. That's fine. But this also leads Yolanda to go down, you know, with Contessa and stay with Contessa yeah. and stay with that yeah. group of that's forming with, you know, that she's putting together. I don't have a problem with that at all. If this is a setup and they are doing a thing where it's like, it's Hawkeye with Jeremy Renner and Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye. And then episode two, he gets killed. And Kate is like, all right, this is now my revenge story going after the Black Widow that killed Hawkeye. And it's secretly yeah. my Hawkeye story, not Jeremy Renner. Like, uh, I don't and know. And they uh, set that up. So I could, I'd be fine with that. I think even Jeremy Renner would yeah. be fine with that. I, 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 I think that there, I think that there is an implied promise when Marvel does something like announce a Hawkeye series that's going to have Kate Bishop and pizza fucking dog. Yeah. And it's that it's not going to like, it's not a revenge story. Like that's not what Hawkeye was. And I'm not saying no, it has to I'm not be saying the exact I'm saying same. If he's training her and she's like, yeah, I'm going to be Hawkeye too. Whoa. And then he, she gets, he gets killed by the black widow and she's like, Whoa! and she's thrust into this role suddenly, you know, I mean, I'd be yeah. fine with it. I'd be fine yeah. with that. Or even, like, if, I, even if, even if as he's dying, he tells her that it's okay. You that know, he like you, why you you're, ha- you're Hawkeye now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, he I, fucked up. He, sh- he shouldn't have let her die. He yeah. Sh- you know, right. Yeah. And like, and I'm glad that that is something, that's something that the post credit scene in black widow 
directly accuses him of like they like yeah. he is the one response which it's unfair because he wanted to be the one right but right uh but he could have tried harder sure right yeah um, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but i mean come on come on he they both he they both tried i think um, there's also something he said for like if they killed hawkeye in that moment everyone in the theater instead of going like oh no when black widow dies everyone would have gone good yeah. <laughs> right, and yeah, that is exactly. not what they <laughs> wanted in that moment that that is not you would like everybody to look around and go done with that dude i will say uh i i will like you know so they they say like val val says how would you like a chance to go after the guy that's responsible for your sister's death which of course is a very compelling totally uh, in, intriguing setup for the hawkeye show i can't wait for it gets her working um, for the government um, as well but uh and so something like we have we have been talking a, a lot about like the thunderbolts the thunderbolts the thunderbolts I don't think it's the Thunderbolts. I think it's the Dark Avengers. I think, I think, be, they're, I think they're going to form their yes. own Avengers team and it's going to be a sh- team of shitty Avengers like I agree. John Walker was a shitty Captain America. I think so. And this is evidence yeah. that like, look, we're trying to bump the old guys off. Get them out of the way. I mean, so Iron Man's gone. Don't have to worry about him. Right? Okay. Natasha's gone. Yeah. Don't have to worry about her. Cap, gone. Not a big deal. Who's left? Hawkeye is the one dude left that we have a problem with. Right. Four, well, we probably there, can't like, there, do much there about. There is a Cap, but <laughs> so. he's not, you know. You know, we don't have to. He's brand new. But you that know, nobody, cap, they but don't. People don't love him as much as they love Steve Rogers. That, yeah, and we've already got a cap on the team. So who cares? Go, go right, for it. Right, exactly. We've go got for a cap it. on the team. Right. Yeah. Come at us. You um. Know? And and so you know if but uh, like I don't know if the abomination showing up in Shang Chi. I don't know if Abomination's gonna be uh, in anything. I know that he's gonna be in She Hulk. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But I don't know that uh he'll be involved in like any kind of uh, avenging. But, but you know, it, it, Wong, it would make sense there. because I'm sorry, Harvey, say that again. That was Wong that he was fighting. Yeah, he was fighting Wong confirmed by Kevin Feige. Um, but, you know, that would be a that would be a fun way for them to say, oh, yeah, we have our own Hulk. Because the abomination was a, a military agent like. Yeah, there's no reason why he wouldn't still like could they still wouldn't make him a military Absolutely. agent. The, the one reason that I think they might go Thunderbolts as a name is because if they're trying to do this and they want an American team that's going to work for America and do America's job, I can see them saying like, we can't brand it the Avengers because the Avengers are like, we, we need to say the Avengers were bad yeah. news. The Avengers caused went, a bunch of they problems. They went rogue. They became outlaws. This is a new thing. And These are had, the Thunderbolts, you know, like here are your Thunderbolts, you know, an American team. And it, I, I, I can I see it'll them be doing interesting. That. It'll be interesting to see what they do, how they address it, because there are so much we don't know about the post end game world. Like, right. Yes. The Avengers were outlaws. They also saved 50% of the entire universe and everybody knows it. Do they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, no, they do. Like, uh, because in the put, well, okay. In the post credit scene of black widow, Val specifically mentions Natasha's sacrifice. So they know something the, the like the world, the world knows or the government that, knows something anyway. Well, uh, but everybody in the everybody in the in the world knows that half the people died and then they came back suddenly right. and the Avengers were involved. Yeah, so it'd be kind of hard to find hide that big fight scene happening with Thanos. Right. I'm sure I, I somebody saw, got it on I video. Saw, but you can also I spin that video. really easily to be like, hey, none of this shit would have happened 
none of this would have no, happened true. without and, the and Avengers. And again, like this is know? a this is not like this is all speculation. We'll see how it plays out. It'll be fun. But I saw a funny video where it's like this is what would have been, this is what would have happened if the finale of Endgame were honest, and it was like everybody stepping out of a portal. Alan Silvestri's at the top of his game, <laughs> and then there's this guy. He's like, uh, hey, uh. I don't think I'm supposed to be here. It's just some guy. It's got some guy that got accidentally conjured. Right, he's just <laughs> he could. Or he just like jumped My through the wrong like, portal. He was supposed to go through right, that yeah. portal over there, but this one was closer. And he's like, I'm just going to go right. through that one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Like that, that battlefield should have been so right. much more full right. of civilians. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we did get Thunderbolt Ross in this movie. Yes. Oh, and that's another, that's, that would be a, a fun way for them to call. You have a guy named Thunderbolt Ross that right, is yeah, going to run yeah. the team and he's, these are my Thunderbolts. Come on. I don't know that they've ever actually oh, called him Thunderbolt Ross I don't in think the they MCU, have. but I don't that's think okay. Let's get confirmation on that. I don't think they have, but it'd be super easy if they did. I'd go, yeah, okay. Right. They would great. just say, yeah, his nickname was Thunderbolt. Yeah. He was a he was five-star general. I'm pretty and, sure they do call him that in, in the uh, Maybe in the Hulk movie. movie. Yeah, they may have yeah. in the Hulk. We'll have to revisit that. Harv, it's good to talk to you, man. All right, guys. You have a good one. Bye, buddy. Jim, get in here. Joe's been taking shots at you all friggin' day. Get in here and that's because that's because Jim defend keeps, yourself. Uh, coming at me because I'm because I say uh, stuff he doesn't like. <laughs> no, I don't come at you, Joe. Okay. <laughs> Good lord. I know. Like I po- like we were we were posting that we were po- we were doing that talk about uh about about uh comic creators getting what's owed to them, and here's Jim Hebe with his like so and so one piece guy's worth 200 million billion dollars yeah well that's oh, yeah. that's japanese <laughs> comics it's different rules there yeah different rules joe okay yeah. so let's see first off uh jim knows i, I love him we, we we've been we've been we've been in secret love ever since our, our don't pull the wow shade days. back the the kids love it when we fight come on you know, yeah, I know. So it's, all, first off, it's like wrestling it's all kayfabe. people need to stop hating on matt matt you got the w you call the local well aware don't don't Pay, don't don't give in to these haters. I'm not giving okay? in. I was 100 percent right. I was 100 percent right. Not you want to say they didn't name the character? I, Whatever. Everything is right there. It's all right, because, there. Because after you called it, I had to look up who that was, and then when I was watching, I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" There it is. Uh, pretty, pretty impressive. Now, not, yeah, I'm no, not yeah, saying credit, that. Credit not Matt said to Mortis. Matt said to Mortis. I was like, there's no way they're doing that. I'm also not I didn't saying even think we were going to get Kang. I don't want to say that there was any evidence or I, I looked and I saw that. No, no mm-hmm. evidence at all. But at the end of the day, the most interesting thing about Kang is he's at war with himself. Oh, can I <laughs> like, I know that, that this isn't necessarily the reason Jim called, but can I say really quick while we're on the subject? Because I don't want to forget. Um, I, I am so much happier with this kind of interpretation of the Kang Immortus situation. Like, like they're variants of one another. They're from different timelines. Yes. As opposed to it's like, I'm chasing myself 30, through in, time. Yeah. Right. In 30 yeah. years, I'm going to go back in time and want to kill my teenage self. Right. But that doesn't make any sense. Kang. Right. Why would you want to do that? This makes way more sense. <laughs> and, and I'm going to take it a step further here. And I was talking with uh, John Tavertic earlier this week about the end of WandaVision versus the end of this show and how much better. Yes. There was a lot of exposition and you can say like they talked a lot or whatever, but the payoff was absolutely what we wanted what the fans were hoping for and it was great whereas you did a thing 
with Evan Peters and WandaVision that ended with a boner joke, you know? And it's like- Yeah, but I like the boner joke. The boner joke was funny. It was perfectly funny, but there's so many better ways that they could have paid that off and done something where we just kind of ended WandaVision. It just sort of stopped, and I'm sure they'll do something with her in the Doctor Strange movie, but- Like, we know know for a fact that WandaVision is directly leading into Doctor Strange 2. I agree, but the payoff, there was no payoff in the end. There just wasn't. There was not a good payoff in the end of WandaVision. And I'm saying they dropped the ball on the end of that. And the end of this one, had had they done something where Evan Peters realizes like, oh, you know, I am Quicksilver, but I'm also not that Quicksilver. And then the TVA opens a portal and goes, you're under arrest and takes him away. And we're like, what was that? (laughs) And then we get this show. That's not a payoff either. That's just what, that's just what Brian Dominguez was talking about, where it's just like, furthering the agenda it's kicking the soccer ball down which the is field. fine i'm just saying then we get it you get this little wink and this nod that yeah the fox x-men it existed gone now we got rid of that timeline it's been erased yeah i mean i don't know <laughs> I, I i thought i thought that the john boner was his name even john was it john i don't boner? know it was stupid. it doesn't matter it was dumb, it was I, a I, dumb think joke. The, I think the boner joke uh i think it was just a really fun way to troll uh, in a in a light-hearted way to troll people that were so certain they had it all figured out. Okay, so when Mark Millar does that trolling, you hate it. But when they do it in WandaVision, you're like, that's Ralph fun. Boner. Yes, thank yeah. you, Adam. Uh, Adam Wednesday is I, Ralph Boner. I, I disagree. I no, think no, it's, no, no, no. it's bad like, writing. No, when Mark Miller does it, there is a cynical uh, loathing edge to it. This was not that. This was teasing and- us with a character from an established group of movies just so you could lead up, make us think it might be Mephisto and then make a boner joke and get rid of him. I would say it's even nobody ever. Nobody once said anything about it being Mephisto. That was all us. Well, he made, we did it to ourselves, but he also made a bunch of devil references and stuff. He came right out and did it in the show. They wrote it in the show all for the sake to end it on a joke. I don't think there were a bunch of devil references. No, he talked they, about they were dropping the carrot you constantly. Chasing, the little, chasing. Oh, your little demons are doing this and your little devils are doing that. And yada, yada, uh, yeah, yada. I mean, demons, like ooh. he, yes, it's cause she's got friggin' demon babies. Her, her babies turn into some guy's arms later. I'm just saying this one paid off way better. And I think they learned a lesson from that. Okay. The boner, the, the boner joke was written by Mephisto. Thank you. Todd. Yes. Quite possibly. Do <laughs> question of the week. Uh, best spy agency is going to be in the One Piece world called the Cypher Pole. They don't deal with the Marines. They're only controlled by the top echelon of the government. And when you see them, something will go down, usually assassination or betrayals. Very good use of them. Uh, let's see, my favorite spy book right now is called Spy Family. It is Joe Patrick safe. It's not great. It's not it's it's fun. It's exciting. Huh. Hey, look, it's not that like I don't I don't I don't not like things that are unsafe. I just there yeah, I've got a, a limit. I usually a, give you stuff that you know cry you baby cry Jim. yourself to sleep if you read. Like yeah, he's if a you cry were baby. to read Chainsaw Man, Joe, you'd have nightmares for the rest of your life. Yeah. I would probably not yeah. enjoy Chainsaw Man. I can I play 30 seconds of music that would make Joe Patrick cry for the rest of his life. <laughs> so. Look, I, like things are, like I've gotten better in my old age. Like now I actually want to watch horror movies sometimes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Mm, and I think in Joe, in, in response to my, my comment, I think the issue is creatively owned. So when the big two or whatever own the characters, that's what's the problem. Oh yeah. No, you're 100% right. If, if you're an artist, you, you it's hard for you to get in to make your own thing. Yes. Yes. Right. And, and you're, and you're that, 100% that, that, right. And, and, and that's what stems the, the wage dis- the disparity, the disparity, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's, um, on the creator thing uh 
even this article that we were talking about was like, well, the smart thing to do is to work for one of these companies and build your brand and then go off to somewhere like image where you can own your stuff forever. It's like, yes. How easy that is. Oh yeah. For every single sure. comic creator that's ever you, wanted to You just go anything. outside and you practice in your driveway shooting free throws. And then one day you win an NBA ring, you know? It's more akin to like, just join major league baseball, become a rod for 10 years and then go form your own baseball league. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's like, that's not a, th- you look, man. Right. That's like, it's a one in a million shot that you've got your Matt fractions and your Ed Brubakers. But, and I'm not saying this, this stuff. I'm it, not it's saying, not like in Japan. I'm not saying this is good or bad, but that is the nature of the business too. It's the nature of the business and the business is bad. Like yeah. American oh. comic, the American comics industry is broken and it's, uh, it is obviously weighed very heavily in favor of corporations Most and definitely. not creators and Most it sucks. Definitely. Right. So, I mean, if you look on the Japanese side, like the stuff that I read, like they do, they, they do cut a lot. So like this year, stuff that I was reading, I always write them down, like five stuff that I was reading were canceled. And those always get canceled around 20 to 26 weeks. If your sales aren't good, you're just ax. So what do those writers do? I like, I don't know. They usually maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if they get another chance because there's not like, I can go right on, you know, a Batman or super, there's nothing like that over there. So I don't like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I mean, like the cream rises to the top, right. You right. know, like uh, there's in, in comic, in American comics, I keep saying in comics, but in American comics, um, there is so much chaff among the wheat. Sure. That, um, that it's, it can be hard to find good stuff, especially if you are a newcomer to comics. But in Japan, if it's just like, well, that didn't work. No more from that guy. And, yeah. and, the, and the people that are good get to be success, uh, successes. I mean, I think that's great. Um, but I don't know. I, yeah. It, it's I, the ideal, I think, is a, is a melding of the two kind of uh, business styles, right? For because sure. we want people to, sure. to, to think that they can make their own comics. We don't want to only hear from the same 10 creators. Yeah. Yeah. No, Um, but we also want the creators that are good, that, uh, are popular, that create things that people love to be taken care of. Definitely. And not die penniless in the gutter. Definitely. Jim, Frank Cirillo just showed up. He's late as hell. And we're going to give him a talking to for that, but it was good to talk to you. Bye Jim. Thank you. I love you. Normally, he would show up before Jim, and we would allow Jim his space to close the show talking about manga. So anybody who doesn't want to hear about manga can be like, well, but turn I him that Frank off. I think Frank Cirillo is actually <laughs> calling us from the Magic Kingdom. What? The dude is in Disneyland. I don't know. At Disney World. I'm trying to unmute, dude, but I'm having an opera. There we go. Frank, are you in Disney World? I am, in fact, in Disney Springs right now, but oh. yes. What the hell is Disney, Disney Springs? Springs? What the hell is Disney Springs? Uh, it's like it's like their downtown shopping center, entertainment, uh, okay. kind of a open to the public kind of a place. Um, so yeah, I I just wanted to call and say hi, and um, you know, tell you yeah, I thought the I thought I, I'm sure you talked about Loki. I thought the last episode was great. Yeah, it turns out it was Kang, but it wasn't Kang. Yep. It was great. Yeah. It was immortal. I, I, I tell you what, it. It, it, it needed it, that episode. If any, 
needed and it was agatha all along style right song and right. dance number <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking john like jonathan majors we talked about it earlier that dude was chewing that scenery and oh yeah I totally oh would have been fine if he'd sung a little and had song he just it. like out of the like just like he's behind the desk and he lifts up like Immortus's cane and then puts on the giant hat and does a little dance. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> even if, even if like he's just like, even if he's just humming, humming it to himself as right. Loki and Sylvie enter, there's like, it was Immortus. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love my favorite. I think my favorite part of that scene. Yes. He was chewing the scenery, but that one scene where he's like, he just stopped, picks something up, drops it and goes, we've passed the threshold. Yeah. And was like, and then the his complete composure. Yeah. Totally just changed. changes. I was like, oh yeah. my God, that's fantastic. He's like, he's scared. Yeah, he was so good. But he's he excited. So, and he's like, the, I the knew layers, what was going on about 10 seconds ago. His, <laughs> like just the, the layers of his performance. Yeah. Just as that single character. We're not even talking about him playing a different version. Right. Right. Yet. We're talking oh about God, this one amazing. character, like the way he uh, like he's so good and like i saw lovecraft i watched all of lovecraft country it's good okay. it's excellent it's good and he's I, fine i, in I it. gotta go he's, back and watch it i haven't seen it it's, yet. it's good he's good in it but yeah. like it was nothing wow uh, nothing like what he was in loki like in yeah, loki, he, he was phenomenal in loki well he's playing yeah. a madman yeah, yeah. he's playing a madman that's had a million lives more or less oh, so, it was like, so look, good. If, I, yeah if you are an if you are an infinitely old version that has spent a thousand years fighting versions of yourself you're, you're gonna be a little nuts. crazy right yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah um i i i can't wait till season two but in between then we got what if what is what if starting man that's that's yeah, august august Oh my god. They announced it great. last week, August so, 11th. And then oh, okay. September I, I, I is it September's Eternals, is that right? September is Shang-Chi. Oh, Shang-Chi. Oh, okay. And then November so, is question. Eternals. November is so Eternals. Here's, here's my question. Do you think which is your favorite series so far? I'm, I, I I keep saying I'm like they keep getting better. I think like, Loki I don't want it better than the last. I think Loki's the best written, but I think I had the yeah. most fun with Cap and Falcon. Because it was just okay. action, okay. action. I felt like I'm back in Cap's world, and I love okay. yeah. the Cap yeah. movies are my favorite Marvel movies, and that, and that's okay. just and that's the thing, right? Is that so far, everything we've gotten is Avengers centric, yeah, which yeah. is great because uh, our, the Cap movies are the uh, are the best of all of the MCU movies. The Captain America right. movies, bar yeah. none, yeah, are the greatest. Um, and uh, like the the Wandavision stuff was great. Yeah. Uh, it was so well acted. It was so quirky and weird and bizarre. Mm -hmm. And then Captain uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was a much more straightforward uh, action show, but it was a yeah. follow-up to something we've been dying to see. Right. And, and, uh, and there are, and there are very few characters in the MCU that I love as much as I love Bucky. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and Daniel Bruhl. Oh my God. Daniel Bruhl as Baron Zemo, even though he only put <laughs> oh, the mask on, he put the mask on for 30 Loved seconds him. in one yeah. scene and never mentioned it again. But it's so perfect because we're just I drooling for more of that character. Now. We're like, <laughs> you know, oh like, my I, God, I love, you've got to give us like, more. Of this. And the way they massaged Daniel Bruhl from being like, the soldier, oh, out, yeah. for the soldier out for revenge in, in well, uh, Civil War, which is great. To being yeah. like, yes, I am an actual baron. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I like to dance. 
Also, uh, you know, I, I like candy and I uh, like to give candy to the small children right. because and that's right. not evil. And I have billions so like, of dollars I, I to say, fund my mania, too. <laughs> so, right. Well, yeah. Yes. I, yes, I have a jet. Yes, I have a butler. Yeah. So let's not even talk about right. it. Right. But the way that they're working these characters, especially these, quote, villains, is they're not quite villains. Like I heard a, I heard a theory. Someone has a theory um, and it's their own headcanon that Loki will become like the hero of the MCU at some point because yeah. his character has made a complete like three, six, uh, 180 turn. 180, right. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and like, and like Loki, Loki in, um, Loki in Thor. Yeah. is obviously like a one note, uh, not, right. not one note. Cause no. that that's unfair, but you know what I mean? He's like, he's evil. Loki and yeah. Loki in yeah. the first Thor movie is evil. Right. He's out for revenge. He's, you know, he wants the throne, whatever. Um, yeah. but even as early as the dark world, it's like, nah, he's kind of a prankster, you yeah. know? Well, yeah. we, we and, start to see that he's not evil as much as he is self-serving. Self-serving, and, right. And if um, his self, if his self-service make is better for everybody, fine, we'll do that. And if it's not too bad, I'm, that's, that's right. who I am, right. you know? But yeah, like, right. like after the first Avengers movie, Mar Disney, uh, Marvel Studios very wisely realized, oh, Loki needs to be more than a villain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was definitely. probably one of the smartest decisions they ever made. Well, and I the moment so. Tom, in the end Tom of Hiddleston Loki, is fantastic. The moment in the end where Lo you see Tom Hiddleston yep. have the realization this guy is right, and in that moment right. he makes a decision that is not self-serving. He steps right. okay, out of his okay. character. So, and I'm he's like, I want to really quickly touch on something Todd Turner just said because I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, in the moment, I agree with you. I, like I watched that show and I was convinced. I was convinced that Loki was sincere, that he was, he had actually changed his ways. His motivations yeah. were different. He was no longer all about himself. I believed it. I'm not saying he's it. changed his ways. Right. I, but I'm, no, I'm saying that like, he's no longer just yeah. out for number. Right. He's, no, he's no longer out for just Loki, but I think so too. But then Todd Turner said in the chat, just as you were saying that, Todd says Loki will be the hero of the MCU, and at the very and on the very final scene, he'll flash a sly grin. Yeah, you'll never know. Oh, you'll never totally like, know. Shit, it's it's he's been playing the long game all oh, along. Yeah, yeah, and and that's why he's so great. And yeah, so you right. asked me, you asked me what my favorite is, and I honestly can't, I can't decide because they're all so different and they're all right. so good. All right, Frank, yeah, get yeah. back to your damn yeah. vacation. Go hang out with your family. Yeah. All I right. Will. I am. I am. All, All right. right. We love you, Sorry man. You guys. <laughs> Thanks for saying hi, Frank. Appreciate you. Let's talk about some stuff that popped up in the chat. Michael McGaffin brings up a point and, ah, uh, yes. And I don't know what to make of it, but he is right. And I checked it. And I checked in the sense that other people noticed it too, but he said, did anyone else hear Gene tell Scott to open his eyes in the timeline intro of the last episode of Loki? I Which, did not. It was brand new. It was all like, they changed the Marvel thing and it was people saying a bunch of different stuff. No, I don't think it was. No, uh, that's from the very first. Uh, that's from the first X Men movie. Where no, no, no. I'm not saying that's brand new. I'm saying the uh -oh. new intro with everyone saying lines from the Marvel movies. Oh no, that was in. That was in. Uh, that was as the. Wasn't that as the timeline was branching, or was that in the M? That was in the Marvel Studios. In the Marvel uh, Studios thing. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so it, it says I, I Marvel. Watch that, and you now. hear little like clips of you know of the movies and whatnot that you do hear. Gene asked, tell Scott to open his eyes. I missed it. I don't know I, what that like means. There, there was so much, uh, there were so many different voices that I had a hard time. Yeah. 
I could tell what I was hearing. That's like, oh, these are different characters. I couldn't identify them all because at a certain point they were just kind of like talking over each other. Right. Um, which I'm sure was the point, but uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah, it was wild. I don't know. I so, don't know. I mean, that is that is to me. Unless there is another Confirm, confirmation that the Fox, uh, the Fox X-Men is just a, an alternate timeline. Unless there's another scene. Well, yeah. And maybe that's what they confirmed through Loki. Like, yeah, all that stuff happened. It's, it's real. It's just divergent timelines. And which will also be a good way to, a uh, good way to explain why the X-Men we get in the MCU is totally different. Totally. And Todd Turner to build on that said, do you think that like in sinister war number one, I haven't read that the MCU movies will have Dr. Strange Mephisto working out the multiverse and doing something like erasing one more day to say clear Peter Parker's identity being given out or something like that. I think we're going to see Peter in no way home. That's going to be a major thing where like he's been outed you know, and everybody knows the name of this kid and people are going to want to know who he is and whatnot. And at that point, <laughs> multiversal things are going to get weird. But I have a feeling when all is said and done, yes, Peter Parker returns to a place where we don't know who he is. The public doesn't know who he is. I see. And I don't know. I, I honestly don't know because the ending of um, Far From Home sure made it seem like his secret identity being revealed was going to be a way big part of the next Spider-Man story. And the next Spider-Man story, according to if the toys we've seen are an indication, nah. uh, no, don't. And eh, you nah. wanted to talk about it. Uh, no, I don't think the toys are a good. Indication. That That's all the Spider-Man no way home is 100% about Spider-Man getting thrown through the multiverse. Yeah. Because it's we got Tobey Maguire, we've got Andrew Garfield, we've got Jamie friggin' Fox, we've yeah. got Alfred Molina. Like, but what a perfect way! I mean, to like not one, not necessarily have to deal with the Peter Parker thing. Two, throw him through the multiverse where a bunch of multiversal shit happens. And three, when he does come back, they're like, "Oh yeah, your world's a little different." I, really quickly on the Spider-Man topic, uh, they are tying him so heavily into the MCU with no guarantee that they will be able to continue to do so beyond a certain beyond the next time it happens. Right. Yeah. Like we don't know. We don't know what, what happens after no way home. And I still think it makes sense to do that though, because you have all the power in, in terms of, they hold but all in the terms cards. of like, okay, but what happens if, okay. So, uh, I'm not even talking about the idea that like Tom Holland is no longer Spider-Man. Right. He had his three movies, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm saying like, if Sony says we're taking our Spider-Man ball and we're going home. If Sony says we've taken our, we're taking our Spider-Man ball and going home. Now we're in a situation where Marvel can no longer even reference the fact that there was a Spider-Man. You can say that that timeline diverged and was erased. It's gone. Nobody remembers it. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know, man. TVA. They come and they we'll hit him see. with the, like, we'll they, see. We'll they see. hit him with the that's, pencil that's, eraser and he goes away. <laughs> you know, that's copy. That's copyright cast. We'll yeah. talk about that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But anyway, but I do I, think Marvel holds all the cards here. Why not just be like, yeah, we're heavily invested. It's because it's going to make it that much harder for Sony to be like, now we would like to do it on our own. Like, oh, do you? You really want to. Uh, because there's still a lot of unanswered questions over here. You want to do that? Go for it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Todd, Todd also said earlier in the chat that they did not name, they did not specifically call that character Immortus because that opens them up to having all of those versions. Yeah. 
appear later. Ramatut, Kang, Immortus, Iron Lad. And that's, he's 100% correct. Sure. No. And I'm talking just like spiritually idea only, but I mean, it's this. Yes. No, you were right. Yeah. Good, like, good job. You did it. Considering how far removed, how far down the road Ant-Man 3 is, I really did not think we were going to get more than like maybe the name Kang. Yeah. No. But you know, like given, given this uh, talk about it being a longer season split into two, like all the things we know now, like, yeah, it's clever as hell. It. It's clever as hell. They did it. I love it. Um, Adam Wednesday asked, wouldn't uh, Kang or Immortus or whatever technically be the first signs of the Fantastic Four in the MCU, given the fact that Kang is also known as Nathaniel Richards, who is a far future descendant of Reed. That could be true. We don't know what if that's yeah. what they're doing. We don't, we know. don't know that that's what they're doing. Uh, same thing with Agatha Harkness, which uh, Todd mentioned Agatha Harkness being in a uh, WandaVision Agatha in the comics was Franklin's nanny. Yeah. Again, I don't think we're going to go that far for that connection. I, and like, I don't think they we, need we to reach that far, but I mean, it would like, it'll be fun if, and when they do, but we won't, we won't be able to say, ah, yes, this is where it all began until we actually see the fantastic. Now, let me ask you this. And this is just spitballing here. Total spitballing. I have no evidence and I have read nothing, but, but you're riding high on your win. And so you're going to, when they went to a Mortis's proclamation, when they went to a Mortis's castle, did it kind of look like it could have been in the quantum universe, the backgrounds and shit. Uh, so people have been saying from the jump that the TVA is located in the quantum realm, right? Or are they in the negative zone? Uh, no, I don't think they're in the negative zone. I don't think we're, I don't think we'll, because uh, if I you, think negative zone is a fantastic four thing. That's, that's what I'm what, saying. If, we get if the negative you zone, wanted to introduce the fantastic four and, and this was a fun way to get that started, it wouldn't be bad at all to say, no, in this Marvel universe, the fantastic four were not astronauts because that's too old or whatever. They built a ship that took them to the negative zone. And when they got there, they sure, were, you know, they were there like, for they're, two they're, seconds. They're, they're astronauts. They're multiversal right. astronauts. They right? were there for two seconds, what it seemed like for them, two or five seconds. Something but happened. For us, it was 30 years. And they farted you know? out, and it was 30 yeah. years later, you know, or, or whatever. I, like, maybe. Like, that could be, I, I don't know. I, like, but that also doesn't have to be the negative zone. It could be the quantum realm. Right. It could be the quantum realm. realm. I'm fine with that. And, and, uh, but, I mean, this is, something that, uh, this is something that I've been thinking about. Uh, like, we're operating, we're operating off of the very limited knowledge we have of what has been introduced sure. so far sure. in the MCU. Like we've got all the comic explanations for days. Right. But so everybody was like, Oh, the TVA is in the quantum realm. There's, there's no way that the quantum realm is the only way to time travel in the Marvel. Cinematic I mean, no, universe. but they did say some things in Ant-Man, like Michelle Pfeiffer says they said that like time, time works differently. Yeah. Time gets fun. And, and it wasn't the entire quantum realm. No, it was like, be careful around the tardigrade field or whatever, because time gets wonky around yeah, the tardigrade field. Right. Okay. That's fine. Like that's a cute little reference. And it was a fun way for them to introduce the concept of time travel. Right. But the quantum realm does not have to be the answer to everything. Time. No. Travel and I'm not saying it has to, but it would be fun. It would be fun. Would be now, fun. Uh, now people, people were also like, here is a Here is a screenshot from uh, Ant-Man. It probably was Ant-Man too or they go to rescue Janet Van Dyne and it's all of the swirly rainbowy stuff as they're traveling through whatever. 
but in one corner of this one shot, you see what looks like a city. And I believe that that's there. I believe that that's true. That's where the Micronauts live, right? But everybody was immediately like, that's the TVA. Now, that's where the Micronauts live. Everyone knows that. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, like, I don't know. The the answer is I don't know. Uh, Like, I think it would be fun if they used the quantum realm for more things. But to me, the quantum realm is like, yeah, he gets small. It's the microverse. Yeah. Just let it be the microverse. It It is a microverse. Everything. It doesn't have to be the catch-all verse. No, but I, I think the quantum realm is going to play a part in some way. You know it is. Well, yeah. I mean, we the, like Ant-Man 3 is called Quantumania. So, yeah. yeah we've already we, we obviously know. We talked up. There was some debate whether or not the multiverse existed and that TVA was lying. Right. That, you know, there's one timeline. We're protecting the timeline. I said, no, I think the multiverse exists and the TVA is only pruning the timelines that don't serve their agenda. Yeah. But what Loki did confirm, uh, Immortus confirmed it as well. Is that no, there was one timeline, and when Immortus dies, the timeline gets broken into an infinite multiverse, and now it's what if time, baby. Yeah. And so totally. you like totally. There are there are so many questions about like why didn't they prune Captain America when he went back in time? Well, maybe it was supposed to happen. Well, what does that mean? You know, yeah. Like there are there are so many questions still, and I think that is what that's like the fun of this. It's like well, if this were the comics, it would be this, but it's not the comics. So I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. And I think that we can have a lot of fun with that. And what if? Let's get to our answers of the week. I'm going to say, I want to hear your favorite spy. I want to hear your favorite spy story. And pardon me, spy, spy organization, spy story. Let's hear it. Make them quick. My favorite spy organization is S.H.I.E.L.D. I know that's pretty basic, but I just love S.H.I.E.L.D. I Fair love enough. Them. Fair. I think, I think S.H.I.E.L.D. Is, is super fun and cool. Um, my favorite spy story is, uh, Jonathan Hickman and Brian Michael Bendis's initial run on secret warriors when it was revealed that shield had been taken over by Hydra and pardon me, they had basically been Hydra all along. (laughs) And, uh, that of course we know is something that heavily influenced the MCU. Um, that's just such a great story where Nick Fury who had been on the run because of his war crimes against Latveria. Yeah. Discovered that, oh shit, uh, this organization that I had devoted my life to is actually the organization that I had devoted my life to fighting. Yeah. And it was all for nothing. Uh, It's tremendous. It's such a great, great, great story. Um, My favorite spy character. (laughs) Nick Fury is an easy answer, but I mainly know Nick Fury as like the boss, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so, uh, I love Dominic fortune. He's a spy smasher. He's awesome. Um, but he's also kind of very silly. He wears pirate boots. You can't really take him seriously. Yeah. Um, my favorite spy in comics is black widow. She kicks ass. Fair enough. That's fine. Uh, my favorite spy organization is checkmate. I love Checkmate. I love the I way love Checkmate, too. Checkmate is set up with the rooks and the knights and the white queen and the black king and all that shit. I love it. And my favorite spy story is Greg Rucka's Checkmate. That Greg Rucka run that he did is incredible. It's Greg Rucka, uh, Jesus Saez on art. It's beautiful. It is thick. It's wild. It's totally bizarre. It it is so nuts. And it's so great. And one of my favorite 
Espionage characters is in it, and that is Director Bones. I love. I love Director. You know what? Bones. I talked about this. I talked about this uh, last time we recorded. So I cool. Love Bones. He's just a guy in a suit with a skull head. <laughs> yeah, and we uh, and we know very little about him. But is it like we know lots about him? That's Director, the, that's Director a Bones mystery. used to. Director Bones used to be known as Mr. Bones. He yeah. was a supervillain. He later became uh, a member of Infinity Inc., or yeah. at least he was allies with Infinity Inc. And uh, Solomon Grundy, uh, when during one of his evil phases, Solomon Grundy uh, grabbed Mr. Bones and used Bones's cyanide touch to kill. Oh yeah, Skyman, okay. aka the Star Spangled Kid. Right. Uh, and uh, that was a big deal. And now he's the boss of the DDO, so cool. which is so great. So cool. Oh, love that character. I love Amanda Waller uh, too. And she's I, and you know what? I, I like, I, I love that uh, Greg Rucka was able to take that character, Sasha Bordeaux. Yeah. And he created during his detective comics run and really turn her into a player in the DC universe. Yeah. I mean, she hasn't been seen in forever, but um, like I really liked her in the DCU and especially as part of Checkmate. She's Loved awesome. It. Loved it. Okay. Okay, Joe Patrick, set these nerds up with a new question of the week to mull over until next Saturday when we come back to poke and prod them on the internet again. Okay. Uh, this week's question comes from our wayward Frank Cirillo, courtesy of the THN forums. Frank says, I have a friend. Uh, I have a nerdy friend equally as nerdy as I am who has a controversial opinion. He feels that Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns is actually bad. Not that the story is bad, but the impact that it had on comics. Most comics post-Dark Knight Returns became dark, gritty, and kid-unfriendly. He's right. So, here's a question for the nerds. What comics had such a sweeping effect on the comic book industry, for good or for bad, and as a bonus question, 35 years later, how do you feel about The Dark Knight Returns? I love it. So stories that had an impact, good or bad, that maybe they did not know they would have when they when they came out. But looking in retrospect, we can go, yeah, that changed. I think Killing Joke is another one we could definitely talk about. Like what, how we feel about that, how it holds up, what it is and stuff like that. That's another great one. There's a few of these bad stories like this, the way I think. We can revisit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Killing Joke influenced comics necessarily. Like, uh, he's talking. He's he he's not saying like contributed elements to comics. He's saying like changed the way comics were made. Okay, All right. like The Dark Knight Returns, which he, and he's right. Um, you know, following the after The Dark Knight Returns, these publishers are like dark and gritty. That's where it's at. Yeah, and that's why we no, got dark true. and gritty comics for so long. All right, let's talk about it next week, right here. On cover to cover, uh, we love talking to you jerks. Jump into our Zoom, call us, leave us a message. You can't be here live. Leave us more messages. I oh, love yeah. that. Please, please, please send us your question of the week suggestions. Yes. We need them. We are not super creative, and it's hard for us to come up with our own questions every week. We need them from you guys. Again, it's laziness. Not just that. Shoot us your reading suggestions. You want to know something to read. You're like, Moon Knight number one comes out, the new Moon Knight next week. And you're like, hey, I've never read Moon Knight. What Moon Knight should I read? The comic yeah. pushers would love to help you with that. Comic no? pushers prompts. Ask a nerd yeah. questions. All that stuff. We want you kids to play along with us. Basically, we want we want you to provide us with all of our ideas. Yes. Because, you know. Well, the content you want is the content you should get. That's all I'm saying. Right? Come on. Yeah, let's 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 phrase it that way. Let's there put it go. that way. All right. We got to get out of here. Thank you so much for playing along. My name is Matt Bomb. 
My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off. <laughs>